Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harper, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I am with you for another Let's Ride podcast. Your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast is a part of the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com podcast platform. That's a mouthful. But happy Monday, everyone. It's a new week. I hope you are had a great weekend. I hope you're ready to start this week off strong. And I'm excited to announce a new feature that I'm starting this offseason. And it's going to air every Monday. And I kind of have already started it, but I just decided to give it a title. And that is, you know, everyone always talks about people that want to criticize the team after the fact, always looking in hindsight. They call them Monday morning quarterbacks or armchair general managers. But I was focused on the Monday morning quarterback thing. And I said, you know what I'm going to call this? Monday morning conversation. That's exactly what I wanted to do. So every single Monday, you are going to hear me having a guest on in the second half of the show to talk about all things Steelers, pick their brains. Maybe it'll be different. For instance, I know next week, next Monday, I'm going to have a guest that you've heard a lot of, but have never heard him on a show. Think about that. You've heard him a lot, but you've never heard him on a podcast. Wow. If you can figure that out, hit me up on Twitter at jhartman, H-E-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, and I will be very impressed. But today's guest in the second half of this podcast is one of my great friends, former colleague, Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers and DKPittsburghSports.com is going to be joining me. You're not going to want to miss this conversation, not only because Chris and I are great friends and we have a great relationship, we used to do podcasts together, but Chris brings a different type of analysis to the Steelers than anyone else did. Last week, 
had really great reviews when Kevin Smith was on and joined me, talked about Brian Flores and all of that. I'm going to continue this. Hope you're ready for it. Hope you enjoy it. I know that I have been enjoying it. So the Monday morning conversation will continue throughout the offseason. All right, let's, before we get into today's topic of team needs, I want to remind you that BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, it should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. So wherever you find your news, make sure we're one of your stops. I hope you're, I hope we're the first stop on your list. I'm not naive enough to think you don't get your news anywhere else, but we hope that every single day you're checking it multiple times a day as it gets updated regularly. And also, wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, uh, or Behind the Steel Curtain, and you will find us. I don't care if it's Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, you name it, we are there. Do what you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. That's not just my podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's the live mic on Tuesday, the Stat Geek with Dave Schofield on Thursday, our noon lineup, and also our PM content, which also is live on YouTube and on Facebook. All right. What I want to talk about today is thinking about this, you know, the, the new league year is starting up. It's right around the corner. It's hard to believe that tomorrow is the first day of March. And so when you get into March, you're talking about the new league year starting. And I've said this a million times, but just to remind you of the date, the legal tampering period which is really, when you think about what they're saying, is it's kind of an oxymoron, is it not? Tampering is considered illegal in a lot of ways, in a lot of uh, areas in business, but the, the NFL is basically saying, well, this is legal tampering. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. That starts on March 14th. The official league year begins on March 16th. The, the new league year starting used to be the big day, like, yeah, the new league year's here, and all these moves were made final, and it was, news was going like crazy, just flying off the shelves, the proverbial shelves, but now that with this new league, the legal tampering period beginning, you know, the NFL saying, well, you already, you were already doing this anyway, so we're just going to make it legal, it kind of takes some of the gusto out of the new league year, for instance, all these moves are made, deals are done, years, even sometimes, the contract status is already finalized and hammered out. And then when the 16th comes around, all it is is, for instance, the Steelers would put out a tweet saying, we have signed so-and-so to a two-year contract. And the whole fan base is like, well, we knew this two days ago. Like This isn't breaking news, people. So it, it's kind of changed things. But with this now being pretty soon on the horizon, we're only a couple weeks away. And I know, I am, a, I am fully aware that the NFL Scouting Combine, the Underwear Olympics, is coming up this week. And I'll touch on that a little bit on Wednesday. But I wanted to focus on team needs. This is something that I asked Kevin Smith last week when he was on with me on Monday. And he kind of changed my thinking about team needs. And I thought, you know what? Before free agency, I should really look at my old list. And I should update my list of team needs. Now, I do want to reiterate that when we talk about team needs, this is not where they should go in the NFL draft. A lot of fans constantly get so infatuated with that one event that they think that if I say the Steelers need a center, that center needs to be a top draft need. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that that is a position of need, and that could be addressed in free agency as well as through the NFL draft. So I'm not saying the draft is not an option. I'm saying that in this case, you have two avenues that you can go down, and which avenue, which avenue you choose is going to be specified as well. So when I give you my 2.0, team needs 2.0, I'm also going to say where I think the Steelers should address that need through free agency or through the NFL draft. Before we talk about 2.0, I want to make sure I tell you what my list was last time. 
the last time I did team needs, here were my top five. And that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to give you my top five team needs. Number one on my team needs 1.0 was center. I know the Kendrick Green experiment continues, and I'm not shutting the door on him as a potential center, guard, interior, backup, whatever. I just know that the, the center play from 2021 is not good enough. So I had center number one. Number two, I had offensive tackle. I had the offensive tackle number two, and it was one of those situations where I love Dan Moore, but I'm not crazy about what they had at right tackle. I don't think Zach Banner should be back. I don't see Chooks for coming back unless it's in a swing tackle uh, type of contract and deal. In that case, I'm fine. I am fine. If Chooks for goes out there and doesn't get a good contract and he says, hey, I'll come back, the Steelers say, we only want you back if you're going to be the swing. Like You're not going to be the starter unless there's an injury. He says, that's fine. I'll take it. Then I'm okay with that. But offensive tackle is number two. Number three was defensive tackle. Obviously, with the cloud that's hanging over the Stephon Tuitt situation, no one knows what to expect there. Number four, I said offensive guard. We Kevin Dotson seems to be a really good player, a really good young player entering year three. Uh, sure, there's question marks about the way the team feels about him and his overall status within the coaching staff and the organization. However, I do think that they, if they can get a guard, I don't want Trey Turner back. If they can get another guard opposite Dotson, really beef up the interior of that offensive line, it could make a world of difference for both the running game and the offense in general. And lastly, number five, I had cornerback. Akello Witherspoon is a free agent. Joe Hayden is a free agent. If you're looking at just who's left, I mean, you're talking about Cam Sutton. You're talking about Justin Lane, James Pierre. Let's just say the cupboard is pretty bare. And so they need to do something in that regard. So those were my top five team needs that I did about, about, I think it was January 25th. So about a month ago. So about a month ago is when I did it. So a month has passed. We've learned some things. We've gotten some news, some tidbits of information, and I'm updating my team needs. Here we go with Team Needs 2.0 right now. Shockingly, there is one position, in case you're thinking, oh, Jeff's just going to reorder these. No, there's one position that was in the Team Needs 1.0 that is off the list. It is completely off the list, and we'll get to that. Center still remains the number one need. It still remains the number one need. I, I've, I wrote an article about this. I've talked about it on my mailbag podcast, and that is that I still hope, fingers crossed, that Kendrick Green is the answer at the position, but the Steelers cannot be so short-sighted and fall into the same trap that they did in 2021 in regards to Kendrick Green being the only viable option they have there. J.C. Hassenauer is is decent, but I wouldn't even say he is much of an upgrade and even if he is, that's not a resounding endorsement of him as the future of the position, even if it's just for 2022. So center stays there, and I really hope if I have to pick, is it in the draft or is it free agency? I hope it's free agency. I want them to get a veteran because if Kendrick Green might be the answer and he might be a guy that just needs more time to develop, then if you bring in a veteran, I'm thinking about a Jeff Harding's type that he's not a high-profile center but he was towards the end of his career he still played I think four or five years in Pittsburgh bring in a guy like that it could really help that offensive line which is really young center remains number one and I hope they address it through free agency number two I actually switched these up I did have offensive tackle there in my first team needs but I moved it I have offensive guard there now 
Maybe it was listening to Jeffrey Benedict in the cutting room floor or reading some film room articles from Kevin Smith or Jeffrey Benedict. I don't know what it is, but there's something about having the interior of that line be maulers. Just three guys between left guard, center, and right guard that can really push the defensive line around and open up holes. I think I went this way for one main reason. Regardless of who is a quarterback in 2022, the Steelers are going to have to run the ball better than they did last year. Najee Harris proved that if he has even a glimmer of space, he's going to make something happen. And when I say something happen, I'm not saying he's going to break a 75-yard touchdown. I mean he's going to churn out six, seven, eight-yard gains. They're going to move the chain, control the time of possession, and really put the Steelers' offense in manageable down and distances, keeping them, quote-unquote, on schedule. You need to have that interior line to do that, and that's why I have offensive guard moving all the way up to second. Now, how do I want this addressed? In two ways. Yes, free agency and the draft. I think they need to draft another guard. They just don't have much depth there at all. I think they also need to bring in a free agent. It could be an open competition. I don't care. It doesn't need to be a high-profile name. They need to really beef up that interior of the offensive line, and that's why number one is center, and number two is offensive guard. Number three, we continue to shuffle the list from a month ago. Number three, I moved cornerback from five up to three. I did have defensive tackle there, but I moved defensive tackle around and I moved cornerback to three. I just think the Steelers, everyone says it, bring back Hayden, and I'm fine if they choose to do that, but they can't pay him top dollar, and they have to make sure he's willing to accept a lesser role if that's what the situation calls for. So if Joe Hayden thinks he's going to come in and he's just going to be sliding right into the outside cornerback position, I would say, okay, Joe, like we understand that, but we need you in the slot. Like That's where we're going to need you a little bit more this year. Can they get Akella Witherspoon and Joe Hayden? Yes, that would be great if they could, but I'm not expecting it to happen. I'm preparing myself for them to lose both of those players. And so they're going to have to address this which way? In free agency and the draft, just like offensive guard, it's going to have to be both, in my opinion, free agency and the draft. And the one thing you have to remember here is that free agency also can include their own free agents. So let's say they lose Joe Hayden, but they keep Akella Witherspoon. That's a free agent signing because Akella Witherspoon is going to be an unrestricted free agent once March 16th starts. And so the Steelers would be very, very wise to try and keep that player. We'll see if it happens, but I have cornerback now at number Three. Let's go to number four. I told you I switched guard and tackle, and this is where the offensive tackle now finds itself. They need to find a right tackle. I like Dan Moore on the left side. There's a lot of people, there's a large contingent of the Steelers fan base that has this feeling that they need to move more from left to right, and I'm not one of those people. Tell me why Dan Moore needs to move from left to right, unless you sign someone that's a free agent or if you draft a player that cannot play the right side and you have to move him out of necessity. Tell me why Dan Moore didn't show enough to say he deserves a shot to be that starting left tackle in 2022. I'm of the ilk that let's keep him there and let's find a right tackle. I don't think this should be a rookie, though. The Steelers need to add some veteran presence along their offensive line. Dave Schofield wrote this article about the pedigree along the offensive line. I'd love to see them get another tackle. They do need to start adding some higher draft picks along that offensive line. It's important, and the data that he provided in that article was glaring in regards to the fact that when the Steelers' offensive line was considered one of the best, 
They had a good mixture of high pedigree. We're talking high draft pick players and players that they developed. Think about when the Killer B era was going on. You had Alejandro Villanueva. We all know his backstory was not drafted. But then you had uh, Marquise Pouncey, Marcus Gilbert, David DeCastro. That's two first-round picks and a second-round pick in Gilbert. And then you had Ramon Foster, who was an undrafted rookie free agent. So you have to have a good mixture, and that's where they need to find this offensive tackle. Go out and get a free agent, or you just can't bank on a rookie being able to step in and play. Last, the fifth, a new position arrives in my top five, and it is inside linebacker. It's inside linebacker. I don't know if this is, you know, the talk with Flores being hired and him maybe bringing in someone like Dante Hightower. I'm not expecting that move to happen, but you could definitely see them maybe looking outside the organization and finding someone. Free agency is definitely a route. I think they should travel to get a a linebacker that could go and play alongside Devin Bush. I'm not going to say to draft one, because I think if you draft an inside linebacker, especially if you draft him on day one or two, that is saying that Buddy Johnson is going to be nothing more than a special teams player. You need special teams player, and he was a fourth-round draft pick last year. But ultimately, you're looking at this saying you, you hope that Buddy Johnson could turn into something that's more than just a special teams player. But inside linebacker is a glaring need. Now, you might sit there and think, well, Jeff, where did defensive tackle go? How in the world can you take defensive tackle completely off your list? I am. I feel more confident that Stefan Tuitt will be back in 2022. And this was based off of that. If Stefan Tuitt does not come back, if we get news two weeks or in a week or two weeks that Tuitt's going to retire or the Steelers are going to release him or his knee injury is such that he's going to miss more time this year, then this changes the whole dynamic. I'll be doing a whole nother Team Needs podcast. But as of right now, I feel pretty confident about Stefan Tuitt being there, being available, and that takes defensive tackle off the list in my opinion. I don't think they need to add a free agent. I don't think they need to draft a defensive tackle. If he's back, it, it it fixes a lot of what ails this defense, especially in run defense. And I talked about that at length in Friday's podcast when I talked about Stephon's to his future being the first domino that needs to fall for the Steelers. So if you missed that, go back and check it out. I was really proud of that podcast. All right, so there you have my, my team needs 2.0. I'll read them for you again. Number one center number two offensive guard, number three cornerback, number four offensive tackle, and number five inside linebacker. So I'm going to ask Chris Carter about this when he joins me here after this break, so make sure you stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, as I teased at the beginning of the the first part of our show, 
the Monday morning conversation today is a good friend of mine, Christopher Carter of Locked On Steelers and of DKPittsburghSports.com. CC, we go back a long way. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Yeah. What's up, Jeff? I'm back on behind the steel curtain <laughs> where it all began. Let's go. I feel like for you at this point in your life, if both prof- you know, professionally, it's like, boy, I'm taking like 15 steps backwards to be on behind the steel curtain. But I appreciate you taking the time <laughs> and joining all. and coming down to the slums of blog talk. You know, <laughs> from blog talk radio to where we are now, still like you're you're in the slums of blog life. But welcome oh, here. Man. I know you know what that's like. <laughs> Listen, I still remember us taking prank calls from guys <laughs> saying they met Michael Vick on an airplane, and we were like, "Wait, what?" Ah, oh, man, those are fun days. <laughs> it went south real quick from the meeting Michael Vick on the airplane. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, that was going south figuratively and uh, literally. But we'll we'll leave that for another time. You can go back and probably still hear those <laughs> podcasts somewhere. Those that know, know. If you know, you yes. know. But we want to talk. Listener. Yes, we want to talk about the Steelers and we want to talk about a lot of different things. We've got a lot of questions for you. The first thing, and I talked about this in the first half of my show, was team needs. You know, free agency is just a couple weeks away. I, I kind of ranked the top five team needs positionally, and mm. I, I, you're not cheaping out on me and saying offensive line. Like, we got to be specific. <laughs> no, are you right? Okay. So, in your opinion, if you have top three, if you have top five, I'd love to hear what your top team needs are for the Steelers. As free agency approach, as the NFL draft is on the horizon in April, you can talk about this in any way you want in regards to where they address those needs. But what are, in your opinion, your top five team needs? I'd love to hear. I know somebody's going to call me crazy for not putting quarterback right at the top of the list, but I, I put center. Yep. I put I put offensive tackle, and I don't say right or left because I think that if they get a guy who can be a better left tackle, Dan Moore Jr. can move to right, and we could talk about that because I think that's more of what his style looked like he should have been in college. Um, I put linebacker because I truly think they need a good pairing linebacker with Devin Bush. Um, I put cornerback because I think with what this defense needs to become next year, and I, I, I think that cornerback has to be in the conversation, and not just any quarterback, not just going out and getting like, yeah, you know, we got. they need a top flight, you know, J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore, one of them dudes to add to the roster on top of getting bringing back Akello Witherspoon uh, to add to the mix. So if I had to choose, as you said, five positions, I'd yeah. go, I'd go, said, I'd go center, center offensive, offensive tackle, tackle, corner, linebacker. Then I either say quarterback or I might even say like another offensive tackle. Or, you know, well, <laughs> you left guard off the list. I'm shocked. You don't think but, they need to address guard? So guards one, I think could be tricky because I think if they do it right, they could address center and guard. Like say they get Zion Johnson out out of Boston college. Okay. And you're in a position where you're like, okay, we're going into camp with two guards who have adjusted to NF to playing NFL center. And it could be whoever doesn't get center is your starting right guard. Um, And and then, and then you're trusting Kevin Dotson to be back and to be full strength and all, and all that, but guard should still be in play. Like if they get Kenyon green in the first round, I still think that's a win. Um, But I, the reason I I put, I put guard out of that list is because otherwise I'm literally naming three offensive linemen spots, (laughs) but they need them, but they They need them. They do. (laughs) Now here's the crazy thing. And I talked about this on my show Friday and I mentioned it in the first half of this show. The future of Stefan Tuitt can totally alter these team needs as well. Oh, yes. If oh, yes. Stefan Tuitt retires or mm-hmm. if the Steelers say we're not going to tolerate this, is he, won't he, will he, won't he type yeah. of you know approach to 2022, and they say we're done with you, well, doesn't defensive end slash tackle 
fly up there and be somewhere. Oh, I mean, because it has to be. We, we yeah. saw what that roster was last year. That changes everything. Now, what are, what are you hearing from inside of inside of, you know, from your sources with to it? Like we've all heard Kevin, we've seen Kevin Colbert's quotes, but what are you hearing about that? They are, they are, I think from what I understand, they are just as up in the air and lost as the rest of us, Jeez. because it, a lot, a lot of this I think has to do with Ken to its knee comeback. Cause that was the knees. He had knee surgery. Um, after, uh, you, know, you know, he was supposed to have knee surgery much earlier in last year's offseason. But okay. the death of his brother, the impact that had on his family that pushed back them even starting that, you know, you know, looking into that and that forced it to be later, which they thought he'd be able to recover from. Maybe they've done a great job keeping that uh, sealed up tight. We don't yeah. we have no idea what that situation is. Um, you know, anyone that I talk to is just they they're like, we, we hope. Because the thing is that they also they all know they know how talented Stefan Tuit is, and they know that if he's healthy, it changes everything. Like you said, if he's if he's there, you wipe out interior defensive linemen as a as a group that you're even looking at in the early rounds, unless you still think like you Jordan, you can get a Jordan Davis or you know a Perion Winfrey, um, you're, you know one of those guys, you know a, a Travis Jones type of dude. I still think Travis Jones would be a heck of a get if they could get him in the second or third rounds. Um, but if, if Stevon too, it's not there. Yes. I mean, you put yourself into the Jordan Davis conversations as far as getting beasts of, of, of guys who could pair with Cam Hayward and Tyson Alulu. Um, and, and I also think that they, they saw a good enough out of Montrevious Adams and Chris Wormley to say, Hey, you guys can be the second and third lines of defense here, but there needs to be a top tier pair in the, in the middle there. And, you know, maybe, you know, if, if, if uh, they're not confident about getting that guy in the draft this year because they're not sure where that guy will fall, maybe you go and you get a Calais Campbell because he's a free agent right now. You know, I know he's 34. I know he's he's up there, but he's still Calais Campbell. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, but it, certainly, if you if you don't find out if you don't know by you know the time free agency starting about Stephon to it, you are you should operate with the with the with the guys that we don't we don't know. So we're gonna we're gonna prepare for as if he's not coming back. Yeah, you can't have a Vince Williams 2.0 situation where yeah. all of a sudden, right before camp retirement, or mm -hmm. you decide to release a player, and then you're sitting there trying to somehow piece a puzzle together that never should have been put in place together. Because, anyways, because it's it should have already been done. I have another yeah. question for you. You brought up offensive guard. You brought in Dotson. You're someone that has ears inside the organization, eyes mm -hmm. inside the organization. What in the hell was up with him last season? Coming into camp, there were the reports that the team wasn't happy with him. Then that got construed into he was out of shape and the whole Twitter videos of his trainer and he's in great shape. Like, what is the disconnect? Because the fans see a guy that could be borderline dominant when he's healthy. And then the, it does seem like the coaching staff kind of looks at him and says, there's still something missing. Like, what is that? I, I think it's more so that Kevin Dotson already saw himself as the dude on the okay. offensive line. I got and, and, and I think it's just more so they're like, Hey, you're good, but like, let's go pick it up. Like you can be a lot better. And I, I think this is also, we also know Mike Tomlin is, is a man who's a master motivator. He knows how to get in guys. I mean, way back to, to, to 2010s when he was saying Mike Wallace is a one trick pony and he oh, knew yeah. that Mike Wallace could do more than just run a go route. But he said that to make Mike Wallace mad and to make him work on to be a, not to be more than he was. Um, that, that's, that's who he is. That's what he likes to do. Like he likes to play those games and he only plays those games with guys. He knows that he can get out of, you know, one thing that, that a lot of people I think may not know if they, if they don't keep their ear to the ground close enough, Cam Hayward's part of that. 
Cam Hayward scraps every year with someone in camp, but it's you, you see that throughout the season. He's not a hothead. Cam Hayward isn't starting fights left and right in the NFL. It's just to push guys yeah. that are on the offensive line and the defensive line and say, hey, let's let's get nasty a little bit. Let's let's get let's see. Let's see how far you go when when we push you a little bit. That's all strategy. That's all them trying to see who these guys are. And I think part of it was I think Kevin Donson was you know, maybe looking at it like this is, you know, this is my job and I, you know, I'm, I've arrived and they're like, no, buddy, you're a fourth round pick. Like you still got work to do as much as we're excited about you. We think you have a lot of potential. This ain't, this ain't it. So I think that that was more so it, but by all accounts, he was of the more athletic offensive lineman they had. Um, and I, I, he's going to be a part of the plan this year. This year will be a big determining year. If he can be healthy and if he can be productive at left guard and look strong, he could lock himself up a good contract, uh, you know, after his fourth season, uh, you know, setting himself up to be a big part of the offensive line they are building for the future. One trick pony might be one of my favorite Mike Tomlin <laughs> sayings ever when talking about a player. Like if he's had a he's had a bunch, but when he said, man, he's a one trick pony, I was like, oh, if that's not a damning <sighs> statement to a receiver, I don't know what is. That's classic, mm-hmm. Tom. Hey, your gut reaction, just like literally when you think sure. about it. Real quick, you just off the top of your head, do the Steelers draft a quarterback this year? Yes, I do think so. Now the question okay. is just going to be where they draft the quarterback. I am fully convinced. You know, Kevin Colbert said we're taking four quarterbacks to camp. Yes. So obviously that's 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 Mason. Obviously that's Dwayne. You're probably talking about a vet, veteran signing, but I don't. I'm not sure if they sign three veteran or you know two veteran quarterbacks going into the NFL draft. When I think here's here's where I see the the, the this happening. You're going to look at it at this quarterback class and they they like guys like they like Kenny Pickett. They like Malik Willis, but they're probably going to like some of these other skill position players a little bit more. So it say you get to 20 and this is the beauty, the beautiful thing about, you know, in the, in the draft is that every year people tell you, well, this guy's never going to be available and this guy's going to be available. And there's certain guys that are untouchable, like they're not touching, you know, Stingley or, you know, any, you know some of those guys. But there are guys that you can touch and some positions might fall down because other positions have serious runs, you know, and if, you know, there's, there's some, there's some places out there, whether you look at the draft network or pro football network, or, you know, all the different places that do the draft prospect rankings, there's some places that have quarterbacks not ranked in the top 20 and they're like, yeah, no quarterback should be picked in in, in, in that group. But we know there will be, we know there will be, we know there will be right. (laughs) But, but, but say hypothetically, only one quarterback is selected before 20. I don't think there's any way that happens, but say that happens. And you're sitting there like, well, wait a minute. We got a shot at one of these guys and all of our offensive tackles are off the board. Linderbaum's gone. All our linebackers are off the board. All our corners are off the board. You know what? Let's go get this guy and just see what happens. Um, but, but here's the thing. If that doesn't happen, if Pickett and Willis and Coral, whoever that they, they have as their top guys, though, I do get a sense that it's Pickett and, and Willis at their top two. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. It, if, if, if those guys are gone, I still see them going back in the later rounds and taking one. And I'm not even talking about Desmond Ritter or Carson Strong or Sam Howell in the third, second, third rounds. I'm talking about maybe like a Bailey Zapp in the fourth round or a Caleb Ellaby in the fifth or sixth round. I'm talking about guys, you know, that, that's like, hey, we're bringing you to camp to see, to put, to push people. So, you know, we want to see how you do up against Dwayne Haskins and up against, you know, the, the Mitch Trubisky slash Marcus Mariota slash whoever they sign in free agency. Um, and of course, Mason Rudolph, we want to see how you stack up against them. And, and that's where I think they're, they're, they're going to be at next year is that they'll have put so much into this offensive line that they're going to have a lot of confidence that that group is going to punish people. And they're going to be able to control the games and control the offense. They're going to put a lot into this defense to say, hey, this defense is going to rock. This defense is going to is going to be one of the best units in the NFL, and it's going to be what wins us football games. That all they're going to ask of the quarterback is, hey, 
We're going to design plays for you. It's mainly going to be a run-heavy offense, but we're going to design plays for you that you're going to have one, two, one read, a second read, and maybe a check down. But if none of that's there, throw the ball away. Do not give me interceptions. Avoid them like the plague. We're going to limit your responsibilities as much as possible for think if you think that you got to go through five reads and then make a miracle play. You're not Ben Roethlisberger. You're not Peyton Manning. You're not Tom Brady. Calm down. You're going to, you're going to do this simple scheme here that we that we've cooked up for you. And if you do well there, maybe we consider bringing you back next year, especially if you're a rookie. Um, you know, you know, you know if, if and that's in that road. But that's that's what they're going to have a camp battle over. And that's why I think that that's going to be the better part of the, their plan is because all they're asking is, Hey, meet this, meet this bar right here. And this bar is not too high. Meet this bar that says, that says, Hey, I'm just, I just got to not turn the ball over. And you know, if I throw it to the occasional open man, we'll win football games and I'll feel good. About it. Look at Jimmy Garoppolo when he, and I, I keep using this stat when, when it was Jimmy Garoppolo, they weren't winning games because of Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. And remember they've been to now two NFC championships in the last two in the, in the last three years this year, when he threw over 300 yards in a game, they were two and two him throwing the ball really well. Didn't really matter much. They were seven and zero when he didn't throw an interception because that's yeah. how they were built. Yeah. That's what right. they're looking for. You're right. It, it reminds me of, we talk about Tomlinisms, the one trick pony. I'll never forget 2019 Sunday night football in LA against the chargers. Duck Hodges gets the win when Mason Rudolph was concussed. What is his response after the game? He yeah. didn't kill us. He didn't kill he us. He didn't kill us. That's what they need from a quarterback. <laughs> Just don't freaking kill us in a game. Like, that's it. And so that's why when I'm thinking about the way they want to construct this team, everyone's like, Mason Rudolph sucks. If Mason Rudolph cannot kill him, he yeah. can be effective. And mm-hmm. he can run what they want. Now, they seem a long-term answer. I don't think so. But still, that's neither here nor there. Um, it's going to be really intriguing how they approach not just this season. I think this is going to set up a 2023, which could maybe see them be more aggressive at finding a quarterback. Uh, whether it's in the draft or whether it's, you know, in free agency or making trades, there's a lot that could happen this off season. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It is a pivotal off season. When you yes. look at the salary cap space, the needs that need to be met. When you think about that, Chris, you have a good feeling that you think this, this front office, this organization can really hit this out of the ballpark, or do you kind of have some hesitancy thinking, man, this could go South real quick. I mean, there's always the sense that mistakes can be made, the wrong the wrong bets can be placed, and it, it sets you back. But I, I think that they're in a really good place. You know, I, it's funny when you know when you get a fan who's really down because the Steelers haven't you know won a playoff game in five years, and because they they haven't been um you know they haven't been uh you know they have they haven't been you know they haven't won a Super Bowl since 2008, and they haven't been super competitive. They they're like, oh man, Kevin Colbert, he stinks as a guy. He is he's been horrible at bringing in players. But I'm like, wait a minute, his first round picks have been Marquise Pouncey, Cameron Hayward, David DeCastro. Sure, Jarvis Jones is a bust, but Ryan Shazier, Bud Dupree, Artie Burns was a bust, T.J. Watt, Terrell Edmonds, Devin Bush, who we'll see how he does this year, and Najee Harris. Almost all of those guys are either home runs, doubles, or singles. Yep. And there's maybe two busts and a question mark in Devin Bush. Those are his first round picks. Not too many GMs, not too many front offices have that kind of batting average when it comes to their first round selections. I have full confidence that this Steelers team can figure this out. And here's the other thing about this. The Steelers have been making the most out of not having salary cap space over the past, what, 15 years? Whenever Ben Roethlisberger signed his, you know, his first you know, NFL contract that wasn't a rookie deal. 
they've been finding ways to make that work and to, to finagle and to get extensions. And you're seeing right now other teams that are going through that, the New Orleans Saints. There's story a story like every every like three days, oh, they restructured so-and-so. They saved $15 million against the cap, and they're still $40 million over or things like that. Teams are doing what the Steelers used to have to do Kicking when they the had Troy. Kicking the can down the street. <laughs> right, kick the can <laughs> down the street and make it work. Imagine now the Steelers with $28 million in cap space, and they have that, by the way, Doing, doing so, they're, they're, they have that. They have done none of the restructures. They could do that for T.J. Watt. They could do that for Cam Hayward. They still got to figure out what's going on with Stephon Tewitt. They still haven't cut Joe Schobert. They still haven't cut you know any of the guys in the roster who I think that you know that they're they're a bit overpaid when it comes to the pay structure you know for the Steelers salary cap yeah. situation. You do that. You make those cuts. You make those additions. You 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 set you settle those things out and you do your restructures. You're talking about serious cap money, and this is going to be Kevin Colbert's you know last hurrah in free agency. He's I know he said like you know well we're not going to you know change up to who we are much. We've never had this much money. I, I could see them going after guys that they trust, and I also think that the timing of Brian Flores mm-hmm. being added. Yeah, it's going to be really good because not not just because of players that he knows, but I think I mean you saw the the uniform joy from NFL players when they saw that they were they saw Brian Flores get, get a job with the Pittsburgh Steelers and they're like yes and like I mean guys that never played for the Steelers were like this is awesome this is great if a lot of guys are feeling that way and say a JC Jackson a Stephon Gilmore you know guys out there like a top name in free agency and you have a fifteen million dollar offer from the Steelers and a fifteen and a half million dollar offer from i don't know the panthers the bills whoever right and they're thinking man i I could be part of that team with flores and tomlin and there's already everyone already knows tomlin is one of the most liked coaches in the league absolutely they they asked they asked at the pro bowl um the majority of players overwhelmingly said if there was if i wasn't playing on my team right now i'd want to play for mike tomlin yeah that's something they can use to their advantage i think that that's going to give them a good chance to hit this and do this very well this offseason i mean like you said it's pivotal because if they set their offensive lineup this year, if they set up their defense this year, they're a great defense, strong offensive line, really good run game with Najee Harris and a, a good system to build off of. Then you're back to 2003 when yeah. they had a, they had the defensive players. They needed to make some additions there. They had an offensive line that they were putting together for Ben Roethlisberger. And then, you know what? We can go get our quarterback and not feel it. And all we can bring him in next year and say, listen, buddy, the offensive line knows how to work. The defense knows how to work. Don't lose us the game. Don't kill us. Just don't kill us. <laughs> Just don't kill us. But, but that don't kill us might be C.J. Stroud, might be Bryce Young, might be Brandon yeah. Armstrong, guys who I think are of a higher pedigree yep. than the guy. most of the guys in this class this year. And you might only have to spend so much to get that guy. So I, I certainly think that you're right. This is pivotal, but this is Kevin Colbert. This is this front office that has gotten more th- a lot more th- right than they've gotten wrong. I, if I'm a Steelers fan, you got to put you got to put your faith in that. I want to switch gears here to finish this up. Um, So I I put this on Twitter during the season uh, Mm -hmm. and it was a really proud moment for me. And it, people that don't understand how we used to work together and stuff, they didn't get it. And it was, I was listening to a Mike Tomlin press conference (laughs) and I'm literally like, I think I'm cleaning up dinner or something have it playing. Like no one's in the kitchen. And all of a sudden I hear a voice and I'm like, that's Chris. That's that's Chris Carter. <laughs> and we used to always talk about, man, how cool would it be to ask yeah. Tomlin questions and to ask these coordinators and these players? And man, was I proud that you were a part of that this year. And I just kind of want to get, how, what was it like? Like 
from you coming from where you did, like you started just doing film room breakdowns and writing yeah. and podcasting for behind the steel curtain. And here you are, you're, you're asking Mike Tomlin questions uh, for the legendary beat writers on the Pittsburgh beat. That's mm -hmm. nothing. But for us, like that's for me, and I'm not even doing it. Like that's a win. That's a big win for people <laughs> like me. What was it like, man? Like tell me, tell me about your year in review kind of. <laughs> I mean, there were several humbling times and, and you know, I've, I've been able to, to ask players things in the locker room, but this was different this year because, you know, last 2020 was when I went into started doing sports, sports coverage full time. Yeah. Uh, but because of the pandemic, I couldn't, they would have, they only allowed so many people in. I couldn't get in this year. I could go into practices and, and go to Mike Thomas press conferences right. and ask things like that. It, there, there was a couple of surreal moments where I'm like, Huh. I used to always think someone please ask this question. And here I am getting to ask the question. Um, and then there's also the humbling parts where like you, you ask the question, you're like, I did it. I did it. And Mike Tomlin still is just like, yeah, I'm not going to answer that. That the way I'm not going to give you the answer that you want. Does, gonna, anyone, does, does any question come to mind that, that like you thought you had him, you oh, thought you had him. And then all of a sudden he's like, he, he, he's a wordsmith, man. He can talk himself out of anything. He's so good. I, I, there were, when, when I was asking about Devin Bush's progressions and I was asking about what he's seeing, I would try to ask him about like, you know, what have you seen? Like, I'm just trying to get him to say something positive or negative. Just give us, give us a feel of where he is. Yeah. And every time I think like I got him right where like, to get, like he has to say <laughs> something here, he'd be like, we're evaluating it. You know, the situation that's da, 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 this day to day. And he's going to be practice and he has to show up and i'm just like dang it he's doing the thing where he's saying something cool but i can't use like this stuff he doesn't answer my question it's a brilliant move like but dang it like like that but that's that's what he is so like there's, there are times like that um i think there were times with coverage and time like you know asking about different packages that they used um asking about you know what their you know emphasis on different offensive line linemen they, that they had you know, but there's times that he's given me really good stuff. There's times that he may not have given me like the the answer that makes you know Steelers fans stand up and clap or or, or yell at the micro or yell yell at their TV when they're watching it. But he gives me something. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Let me, let me, let me, oh, yeah. let me look at these numbers, and this makes sense. And I, talking, I, one of the things is I was asking him early on in the season about mobile quarterbacks and the importance of that. And he, whenever we got him talking about mobile quarterbacks, Mike would be. Mm, you know, yeah, it would be nice. And we're studying to see how that impacts on not just us, but all teams with how they, they mm -hmm. and now like there were times I was able to do, you know, a Carter's classroom article um, or, you know, a locked on Steelers episode where I'm talking about, listen, this is the future. This is what they want. Not, not necessarily Lamar Jackson, but just somebody who can buy time with their feet and take advantage. If, if you break contain, they can get 10 yards. And that's what they haven't had with Ben Roethlisberger in the last four years. Yeah. So, um, those type of moments, there is a surreal moment at times where I'm like, dang, like I, where it does click to me, like, man, I used to be up in my bedroom talking to, uh, talking, talking to Jeff, you know, and, and field and call him and Lance and, and, and the crew and doing all those blog talk radio episodes, <laughs> um, and thinking that. So there's definitely all those things. But I, I tell this to anyone listening to this who, you know, whether you're part of Behind the Steel Curtain now, whether you're a fan and you want to get into something like this, just study the game. Listen to other people. That's one of the things I think that has really helped me the most is I never go into a room and think, oh, yeah, I'm the smartest man here. Uh, I know I studied more tape than everybody. I'm the best that there is. You know, I, I don't go into I, I go into mentality like, hey, I know these things and I'm going to stick to my facts. And that's the thing is that whenever I ask a question, it's not a whim. It's not a it's not. a Oh, hey, how you feel? Or, think, you know, it, it, most questions come from, hey, I saw this. Can you talk to me about this? Can you, you know, yeah. you know, I, I've seen these numbers or I've seen them do this on film. Or I saw you do this on film. 
what what's your opinion on that? Or I, I asked them a question based off of based off of that. And that gives me a foundation to work from. And I think in all my days of doing this job and jobs like this, it has allowed me to be to show my my credibility as a journalist. And now here I am. You know, I, I cover pit football, pit basketball and the Steelers. And, you know, I get invited on you know, national radio shows. I get invited on Steel Nation Radio every week. I get invited, you know, I'll, I'll, I get invited on Channel 11, WPXI. They have me on all the time for Final Word or Skylights or talking high school football or fantasy football, whatever they want. They, they're they like, Chris, we need we need you in here. Um, and I, I think it's just building that credibility. And it, it takes time. Like, you know, Jeff, you and I, I think 2014 was the year that I started like really like starting to write for Behind the Steel Curtain. 2013, I was kind of like, you know, just doing it while I was in school. But um, in 2014, like, I remember, like, you know, working on some things and thinking, like, man, like, you know, how many how many of these do I have in me before, like, I go do, like, I get, like, the super major job in my life. And I'm like, you know, I don't have time for this. And, you know, that super major job never came for me, but I kept doing it. And over the years, I just had several articles. When you keep being that consistent, when you base yourself in fact and you base yourself and, and don't don't take the hot take swings. Just take the, hey, this is what I saw. This is how I feel. And it may not be the home run. It may not be the article that gets a million clicks. It may not be, you know, the thing that, that, that everyone's talking about on Twitter. But when you do it long enough, when you do it consistently enough, then people are like, you know what? I can believe this guy. Why? Because he's about this. And I trust I trust his insights because he's just given me the straight up, but he's also given me with flavor. He's given me with with history. He's given me with context that other people don't bring. And I think that's been an advantage that's gotten me here. And yeah, there are some times I'm like, I look around and I'm like, huh, I'm at the Steelers practice facility just chilling and talking to people. Yeah, man, it's it, it was a proud moment for me. And like I said, it wasn't even me. It was you, but <laughs> yeah. still, it's kind of like it was a win for behind the steel curtain. The fact that someone that started here made their way all the way there. And so that's awesome. And Chris, so I'll let you get out of here. Uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate it as always. You're always welcome here. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts for our, our listeners out there? Hey man, just, uh, I want to thank all the people that, 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 uh, that if you, if you're still riding behind the steel curtain, please keep riding with Jeff and them do a great job. I still, I can't all, I can't be up in the comment sections and all that. Cause you know, I got other jobs and stuff, but I do check on behind the steel curtain. Um, it, it is, it is remarkable to see what you have done there, Jeff, uh, to, to further build it out. The talent that you're bringing in the the community that you guys continue to, to build and, and maintain it is, uh, it is fantastic. Um, and you know, I'm proud to say, you know, I, I started there, you know, I, I don't shy away when people are like, well, where'd you get your start with behind the steel curtain.com? You know, they're like, Oh, you didn't go to journalism school. Nope. You didn't start at the, Nope. I didn't start there. I started with, with this blog and it, and it, and, I, and I grew and I grew from there and it's, it's humbling. You know, I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm not. I'm not some big shot. You know, I'm not Jerry Dulac where I've worked at the post Gazette for like 50 years, yeah. you know, but I'm uh, I'm of that. So I'm very proud to have come from behind the steel curtain. I'm very proud that you guys are still, still doing it. And Jeff, I think you do a great job. Um, and if, if you're riding with behind the steel curtain, keep riding with them. And uh, you know, and again, if you're one of those young writers out there and I, I see some of you guys out there, I can't always comment. Cause again, you know, you gotta, there's, there's politics and stuff that goes into, you know, who you acknowledge and stuff. But I can tell you if you're, if you're just staying consistent at it, you stick at it. You, you you can find a way you can make you know Absolutely. it may not come when you want there's gonna be some days where you're like man like should i keep doing this but if you stick to it even in the hard times you'll eventually get some looks and if you if you're there and ready you you could strike and give yourself a whole big a whole new opportunity great words chris thank you very much for all the ride or die crew out there i hope you enjoyed this first monday morning conversation 
it's the first time I labeled it that, but still the Monday morning conversation. Make sure you check out Chris at Locked On Steelers. It's the only podcast I promote outside of Behind the Steel <laughs> platform. So check out Chris uh, and you can check out his work all over the internet, whether it's about Pitt, whether it's about the Steelers. Check him out on Twitter as well. Carter Critiques, still, is that what your handle that's is? That's my handle, at Carter Critiques, baby. At Carter Critiques. He's a follow back guy. That's not me, but that's him. That's fine. That's his, <laughs> his thing. But hey, make sure you check me out on Wednesday. We'll have the mailbag going on Tuesday. Check me out on Twitter at Hartman underscore PIT. In the meantime, as we always finish it out here, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. We'll see you on Wednesday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details